from the Willamette Valley in America's great Pacific Northwest. You are listening to the Ernest Mann Show, and I'm your host, Ernest Mann. No matter where you may be listening in this great, big, beautiful world, we all share. And speaking of sharing things, what do you suppose happens when we discover that there's something missing that we can, well, no longer share because we don't have? This is episode number 125. Earnestly annoying. Yes, we have no snow crab. Reflections on misplaced priorities. The missing or gone snow crab is only the tip of the iceberg. I am going to talk to you about a little bit about snow crabs or the snow crab situation and what it really means. Um, because this is a story that recently came up on Oregon Public Broadcasting. And as usual, the story they tell is not actually the story that needs to be told in what it actually means. So that's what I'm going to talk about because, well, they won't and they don't. So there you have it. Now, if you have listened in the past, me rail on about NPR or in this case, Oregon Public Broadcasting, you probably know that I don't exactly have a lot of love for them. And this broadcast is no exception. Because, once again, this is where elitism rears its ugly head. Now, of course, unless you've been living under a rock here in the U.S., you have heard about uh, the uh, decimated population of the Alaskan snow crab. And there's various theories behind the fact that they're all virtually all of a sudden gone, everything from simple bizarre migration to uh, they were all killed off by some disease. Um, there's, a, there's a number of, they're kicking around a number of things out there. But the bottom line is they're gone. <laughs> they're fucking gone, okay? But here is, as far as I'm concerned, despite particularly the story that was talked about, they gave it a whopping, oh, I don't know, 10 or 15 minutes before going into some equally meaningless claptrap about some author and the trials and tribulations of his childhood as he wrote a book about the trials and tribulations of their childhood. And then it becomes a number one bestseller and, and we're supposed to sit around and 
somehow identify with another elitist. But this is something that OPB in particular, they love to do that. It is their specialty par excellence. But in this case, it's about the snow crab, or rather the lack thereof. And so <clears throat> they brought up the fact that, you know, all the snow crab's gone. And they brought in a, an esteemed uh, Oregon uh, oceanologist, the people who study such things, to give their esteemed opinion on what they think the problem is. Where have all the snow crab gone? Da 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 da. <laughs> so, yeah, but the huge problem is this. If you listen to what they're saying carefully, not sympathetically, but trying to be objective, you know, yourself. Now, that begs the question, of course, if they're supposed to be such top-notch, devoted, and caring individuals with truly objective reporters, and they're, they're there to get the real story, mm. And they completely omit a few things along the way. So, as I said, so he talks about all the possibilities. And then, of course, they go into the industry, the whole snow crab industry and how it affects economically the domino effect, of course, all the way down the line. And one of the things that was brought up, uh, one of the actually one of the most prominent issues from this devastating occurrence, and boy, I mean it's devastating. I'm going to get to that part in a moment. What's so terrible about this is the fishermen, you know, who they claim only make. I'm not talking the captains of the boats. I'm talking about the fishermen, the crews. At least that's what they claimed that earned between 50 and 80K a year. And when I heard that, I, um, I just, it's the violin started, the piano in accompaniment, and I just, it was really hard to hold back the tears. What are we going to do now? No snow crabs. Mm. But think about this. When's the last time you went out and bought snow crab? Independent of what just happened, I would be willing to bet um, maybe a long time, maybe never. I rarely buy snow crab. It is an extra, extra special thing that I do, an extra special purchase. 
kind of sort of up there, you know, with lobster and such. Because I, like the vast majority of you, do not have the means to fucking buy them. Most folks that are eating snow crabs, even if they buy them, they get them in the supermarkets. Um, you know, they have, they're in a different socioeconomic position. These are typically, you know, Whole Foods people. Which is, by the way, make no mistake about it whatsoever. That is the demographic of OPB. It has been at least for the last 30 years. And it doesn't show any sign of changing soon. It's sort of like people that want to talk about a shortage of foie gras or mm, I couldn't go out and get a Ferrari. Where's my Ferraris? I don't understand. I hear the Lamborghinis are getting pretty scarce too. Mm. Um, For the most part, even in a normal season, it is people in that higher uh, cast, let's say. Most moms, particularly single parents, the majority folks, some of them working two and three jobs just to barely make ends meet, they don't have fucking snow crab on the menu. So, the other side of this was that they brought up, which was, again, um, accurate, but very, again, elitist and short-sighted, was how it's going to affect the restaurant industry. Hmm. Well, most restaurants, and I'm not talking... Denny's here, which should not even be called a restaurant proper. But, you know, you go to a restaurant, for instance, and if it's a kind of place, if they have, if they're having snow crab on the menu, you're going to be, you're going to pay for it. <laughs> no, no coupon clipping here. This is for the well-heeled. So these places, uh, yeah, if they're paying what they're considering, what they're calling top dollar, and you don't know what that is because it's a very closely guarded secret, um, they may get, um, it's entirely possible that they get an even better price than supermarkets for all I, I know. I'm not actually certain about that, but I certainly would say it's within the realm of possibility. But the point is, is that now the people who are the people of NPR and OPB, people shop at 
Whole Foods. Mm. Or any other upscale shopping, food shopping facilities that you may have in your area. Yeah, we're supposed to break out the violin and start fucking crying. Because these poor people, they just won't be able <laughs> to get their snow crab. And it's going to cause them irreversible psychological damage. <laughs> ah. Um, This is the kind of separation that I'm talking about. If you are... and and unless it i don't know if it's still going on or not uh i know it was very close that, that they're having a uh a uh, npr's having a uh, a drive their their annual money big that they have going on so they can <clears throat> fill their coffers even more for the very well-heeled people who are the radio personalities there and they've had their fangs into that public tit for i don't know 20 30 years some of them mm, guarantee you they're not making 50k a year okay i meant in the other direction you better go way up there but they need your help mm. Um, so they can sit around and talk to various authors about their um, the trials and tribulations of writing a particular book. Uh, I was listening to the same thing today, and they particularly making certain, making absolutely certain that they follow at all times the rules of woke. That it's one thing to they you know they love authors because they're non-threatening. Um, they don't, uh, they don't rock the boat because the whole idea with, with these criminals, um, I'm talking about the people who are the announcers who essentially do nothing. Um, yeah, pick things that are safe and soft and non-threatening or maybe even happy. Mm. And so for instance, um, if, if they can follow the trajectory, which is perfect, I think, for instance, today, can't cannot remember her name, but it was a female black um, Pulitzer Prize winning, um, I believe she was a producer, I believe. But anyway, um, yeah, they have people like this on there where they you know, in a very comfortable coffee clutch kind of way where they, you know, have another 15, 20 minutes, sometimes 30 minutes of basically what amounts to absolute fucking dribble. Non-threatening, just dribble. It just... The kind of the kind of shit that, you know, if you could just broadcast it long enough in a room, it would just over time, it would oxidize the fucking walls and make the paint just start peeling off because even the paint is so sickened by this, this, this 
saccharine, apologetic dribble, this nonsense. And so, you know, I don't, um, I don't usually, anyway, I don't go into the specifics because um, it's, it's, it's that broad. It's that general, don't believe me, somewhere around, uh, particularly on the weekends, but it's not so much, you know. Of course, they have the regular, quote-unquote, you know, news that's already been rehacked a million times by the, the corporate media pups. But you notice that the, the stories, these things, they're generally the most saccharine, unthreatening, emotionally based, and usually, not always, but most of the time, it's by women, women of color, being interviewed by women and or women of color. Sometimes there's a male, or at least a half male. But, yeah, that's the case most of the time. So, I got to hear about the plight of the downfall of this great nation, of this society, the trials, the ungodly trials that we as a nation are facing because of not having any snow crab. Damn it. How could they do that to us? Oh, God, the humanity. Sorry, I'm, I'm getting a, I know I'm getting a bit emotional. Actually, not not really that I'm just I'm getting a bit <clears throat> um, it's um there's a whole lot <clears throat> of other expletives that I could give out <laughs> that I have been known to give out but there's not a whole lot of point in that really I mean you know if like what's what would be the what would be the point? What would be the point to say, you you fucking elitist, <laughs> you? I just can't the words. They they just it's like a it's like a train wreck. You know, you disingenuous bastards. We've got we, you and I. You know, and the we the people, I'm willing to bet you, you know, yeah, it's 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 sad and and all that. We know about that, but I think other people have other fucking more impor important and pressing issues in their lives than the absence of fucking snow crab. But that's when they choose to focus on. Because that's their core audience. You know, whatever is currently fashionable, I don't know if, you know, if we, some major retailer of men's slacks or, or something, you know, it was, fuck, I don't know if they're going to have an embargo on khakis. 
then it's time to for them to broadcast an absolute national emergency because the the uniform the unofficial uniform of every suburbanite that was ever worth their weight in a set of golf clubs heaven fucking for you know for best of god and jesus if we ever run out of khaki pants or conversely whatever is currently fashionable i don't know skinny jeans or whatever the hell it is that they're pushing it obviously makes me angry and i figure right now if you're listening you're either angry or laughing which is fine because it is ironically funny i could i could see that i could understand that but it's to me it's it's funny but it's it's not it's really sad because that's part of my reflections on this misplaced priorities of this nation now if you are a guilt-ridden liberal and you've been listening to OPB or NPR forever and ever, and you and you listen to this 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 fucking mockery of information, safe and warm and fuzzy and comfortable, and then after this is done that you get to hear programs on Saturday like one of the most dull uninteresting sterilized fucking quote entertainment shows ever created wait wait don't tell me god stick a fucking screw us a screwdriver down my throat and give me a tumor This is what we are paying for every year people easily making two, three, four hundred thousand dollars a year so they can sit around and laugh and giggle. And we're supposed to be so entertained. And as I mentioned earlier, and you have to have the base. They have to have their old base. And a lot of them, boomers, you know, people my age, that they're, they, they have this huge, we still have this huge legion of guilty white liberals. And uh, so they get their money every month. Even though many of those people um, <laughs> don't make very much money themselves. Some of them, you know, or just working civil service jobs, um, you know, being a teacher and uh, being a teacher and you don't go into it for the money. <laughs> That's for damn sure. But they still cough up their 
I'm putting a credit card in Pinky so much. Now I feel less guilty. Mm. So, yeah. If you have any ideas about this, you know, it would really be a good time to let me know one way or the other. And at some point, really soon, we're going to possibly have some live chit-chat on this program. But I need to hear from you. Does this, does anything I say ring a bell? Does it sound remotely true? Because, if, and if you don't know, if you or if you haven't listened um, to these these slimy criminals of goodness and softness. Mm. Uh, yeah, these 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 fucking creatures. Um, and you listen to them with a a good dose of of me in the background of your mind, and maybe make some checks on your own notes and list and saying, okay. Well, they sound really concerned, and they sound, well, yeah, because that's their job. That's what they get paid to do. I mean, they don't do a fucking thing. They never have, and they never will. But they sound, mm, it seems terrible. Mm. So, that's the kind of, uh, that's the kind of, of shit that's going on with that whole deal and you know of, of of course i don't want to see nobody wants to see you know anyone's livelihood effective of course i understand that but that's in real terms that's not who they're pertaining to it's sort of like a caste system it's more than sort of like it actually is because a great number percentage wise of their listeners are the um, whole paycheck. I mean, uh, Whole Foods uh, shoppers and uh, they're really concerned. My goodness, not going to we we had we had plans with. Thomas's next weekend what are we gonna you know and that's their concern but of course their base um is a very very because no pun intended but they cast a very broad net and um that net is well you know, fairly moderate income. If, if if any of those those few that are holding on that are remaining, of you know these again guilt ridden liberals, and they've just they've been digging into that that mine mining and digging into that apparently bottomless pit of guilt, <laughs> and they've been. They've been fucking mining that for all it's worth. 
And so I knew I knew the jig was up years ago, for instance. It wasn't it wasn't just enough that people, you know, to call in when they actually had to do some work. I mean, this goes back again many years, but they actually had to speak to somebody maybe on the air. And uh occasionally someone would slip through and say, I wouldn't you know, I am not only am I not gonna give you any money. It's like, to use a metaphor, I wouldn't piss on you if you were on fire. And it's really hilarious. And they get cut off. <laughs> you can figure out the rest of the sentence. But uh, yeah, so now they have the scripts are, you know, read. And again, just these these things that are so sickeningly saccharine in their pro. I wanted to let you know that it has, your program has such a deep meaning for me and my life. And because of everything that you do, I feel that by supporting you, I'm supporting the community and I'm making it a much better world. That comes from, you know, uh, Jenny Johnson from Dingling, Ohio, or whatnot. Thank you, Jenny. Very nice. Mm. That kind of shit. Don't hear a lot of dissenting views. Can you imagine if I could get on the air with one of their representatives? <laughs> mm, yeah. One can only dream, but I don't think it's going to be happening anytime soon. Hello again, and thanks for listening. By all means, please do leave a comment, because not only do I want to know what you thought about this episode, but so does the rest of the world. And here, your opinion really matters. Until next time, I am Ernest Mann, and I am out of here. So what did you think of this episode? You can go on over to theearnestmanshow.com, find this particular episode number, and leave a comment for me and the rest of the world just below the player in the comments section. And additionally, unlike platforms such as this, I do not treat you or want to treat you as a child. I don't want to tell you what language you can use. I don't want to prescribe what are good words or what are mm, those are bad words. I want you to have the freedom to express yourself exactly the way you wish. Until next time, this is Ernest Mann reminding you that there are no bad words, only bad actions. <laughs>